Father, in the name of Jesus, tonight we give you all glory and honor. Praise in your holy name. We ask for the moving of your spirit in our midst. We ask in Jesus' name, bless the fellowship of your people. Exalt the horn of our salvation. Your holy name is glorified. Amen. You may be seated and God bless. Amen, amen, amen. Yesterday, I started a journey. And that journey had to do with a man in the Bible who at the time when crisis or tragedy hit him, I want to assume he was around 140 years because after his experience of the tragedy, the man lived another 140 years before he died. So my assumption is because God gave him the double of everything, it's likely that he lived 140 years and then trouble came and then he lived another 140. So anybody here under the sound of my voice who has gone through crisis and you think you'll be, deliver, you'll be delivered from the crisis by dying soon. Postpone the death because you are not dying now. You will you will live a long, long time. That means it is better for you to recover and do something with your life. Um, I normally hear people say, time heals wounds. But I can tell you as a pharmacist that time doesn't heal any wound. If you have a wound and you don't take proper care of the wound, time will make it worse. Time will only make your situation worse if you don't apply the right medication. So we talked about Job yesterday and it was an introduction. And I told you that this man Job was an anointed man. The man carried oil. The the thing about it is that sometimes some of the most anointed people in the Bible, we don't see them. And even when God says in the Bible that they are anointed, we don't see the anointing because by tradition, we, we choose to look at them in some other way. So the man like Job, um, in the Akan, in the Ghanaian language, the Akan, we normally say, Job, Arehuni. So when you think about Job, you just think about sorrow. And we talk about Job only in funerals. So I decided that in this convention, we talk about Job. And um, we will see him more as an anointed man than a man of sorrow. You read the verse number 7 and he said, verse number 7 of Job 29, verse 7, and he says, When I went out to the gate through the city, when I prepared my seat in the street. But the verse number 6 says, I washed my steps with butter, and the rock poured me out rivers of oil. Now, so he said, when I washed my steps with butter, the rock poured me out rivers of oil. Everything that follows is the product or the result of Job's anointing. For today, 
I will just read the scriptures and then I'll jump to the verse number 12 and continue and speak about what I want to do tonight. But he said, after the anointing came upon me, I went out through the gate. I went out to the gate through the city when I prepared my seat in the street. The young men saw me and they hid themselves. And the aged arose and they stood up. And princes refrained talking and they laid their hands on their mouth. And the nobles held their peace and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard me, then it blessed me. And when the eye saw me, it gave witness to me. Because I delivered the poor that cried and the fatherless and him that had none to help him. The blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me and I caused the widows had to sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe and as a diadem. I was eyes to the blind and feet I was to the lame. I was a father to the poor and the cause which I knew not I searched out. I broke the jaws of the wicked and plucked the spoil out of his teeth. Now tonight I'm going to be talking about audacious antagonism audacious antagonism the anointing on Job's life was an audacious anointing and I told you yesterday that the word audacious means having disrespect for the factors that militate against your interest the word audacious means you are adventurous you are assertive it means you are abrasive it means you are aggressive and it means you are authoritative. That is an audacious person. The anointing makes you audacious. But the thing about Job's anointing was that apart from just being audacious, the man was antagonistic. Every anointing must be against something. I know you are for Christ, but what are you against? Is there something you hate? Something you fight? Something you want to destroy? He told Jeremiah, the anointing is upon you, but you will break down before you start building. Now, when you read from the verse number 12, concerning Job's anointing, he said, I delivered the poor that cried. Let, 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 I delivered the poor that cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. The blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me. I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe and as a diadem. I was eyes to the blind and feet I was to the lame. I was a father to the poor and the cause which I knew not I searched out. Now, he goes to the verse number 17 and says, I broke the jaws of the wicked. I want to announce to you people, that there are wicked people in our world. And your assignment is to break their jaw. I pray. You see. People are not poor. Because they want to be poor. People are not fatherless. Because they want to be fatherless. People are not widows. Because they want to be widows. And people are not without help because they want to be without help. 
Somebody called the wicked put them in that state. And Job said, I delivered the poor and I delivered the fatherless and I delivered them that have no one to help them. He said, I made the widow's heart sing for joy. Job said, I was eyes to the blind and I was fit to the lame. In other words, when I saw somebody who couldn't see, I saw for the person. An anointing is coming upon somebody today. You would stop blaming the blind people in your family and you will see for them. You will stop blaming people that can walk and you will walk for them. Ah, something just came to me. That David was an anointed man. He picked up 600 people for war. When they got to the water, some of the people were too weak to cross. David said, some of you stay behind. Let the rest of us cross the river. Fight the battle and bring the booty to everybody else. The weak ones that couldn't cross over, the stronger ones went across the river, fought the battle, they overtook the enemy, recovered all, and they brought the booty and everybody shared it. I see a river crosser today. Somebody's about to cross a line nobody in your family has crossed before. Come on, scream like your voice is yours and press. Now, just before I came into the building, the DTV, Dominion TV, somebody interviewed me and asked me, why are you still in Bogatanga? Why, why do you still live there? And I told them, I said, I got born again at the age of 20 under the ministry of the Archbishop. By 21 years old, the Lord told me, when you finish your sixth form and finish your university as a pharmacist, go to the Upper East region. Stay there all your life. When they brought national service forms, and please don't tell national service secretariat this one. It's private. I have a way I fill my forms. When they brought it and said, region to be posted. I said, upper is region. They said, second choice. I said, not applicable. Not applicable. I don't want second choice. You either take me to upper is region or forget it. That is the only region I go. I was 21 years old when I went there. Today, I'm plus 58. I'm still there. Am I talking to somebody at all? That is after many years. Listen to me. I go to, last, last week, I was in Germany and I was in London. I saw the best parts of the world. But I cannot wait to return to Bogatanga after this your convention. I'm going back home. Listen, nobody is forcing me to be in Bogatanga. If God tells me today, leave Bogatanga, I will beg him to stay there. And you know why? There are things I see there I can't leave. When I sit down in church on Sunday and I see some of the old ladies and the poor. I went to Pastor Rod Parsley's church many years ago to minister. One night he asked me, he said, we want to raise an offering for some people in Sudan. Poor people in Sudan. 
And then they sent me a video. I should watch the video and then receive the offering for the people who were suffering in Sudan. I didn't watch the video. I was sitting in the restaurant with a friend. And then he asked me, he's a Ghanaian. He said, Papa, watch the video. No, have you watched the video? I said, Alvin, please eat. Eat. I came here to eat, not to watch video. I said, you see the video they want me to watch? I see it every day in my life. You see, I don't need a video to see poverty. I see it every day of my life. So if I've come to Ohio, allow me to just have a little appetite. Because you see, <laughs> what do you want me to see by video? I see it every day. I, I see the suffering every day. And people, I'm not the kind God will not give you the light of salvation. Put an anointing on your life. Bless your life. You pack your bag and baggage. Walk out of the region and you are gone. Listen, you have eyes to see for somebody else. You have legs to walk for somebody else. You have hands to touch somebody's life. Your hands don't belong to you. Your hands belong. Listen, do you know it is easier for you to take a sponge and bathe somebody's back than your own back. Do you know when you are body lotion, it's easier to apply it to somebody's back than your own back? What God is saying is that it is not every blessing that belongs to you. You are not prayerful because of you. You don't carry the word because of you. You don't carry an anointed because personalizing all the blessing of God on your life. God told Abraham I will bless you so that you will become a blessing. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart that if you ever owned a property of one million dollars or one million cities and you've never given 100,000 Ghana cities to church or to kingdom or to the gospel you have sinned. Because, listen, that gives you only a meager amount of 10% of what God gave you. Job said, the rock poured me out rivers of oil. And as soon as I was anointed, I started looking for the poor to deliver. He said, I delivered the poor that cried. And there are too many poor people who are crying. They carry your things every day at the Rollins Park. And when they say five cities, you give them five cities. You have a conscience. They carry things and put them in your Mercedes Benz. And when they say five cities, you give them five cities. Can't you make it ten or twenty? I left Bogatanga and I was in London. From Bogatanga to London, a lady came to clean her room. I gave my wife 20 pounds. I said, please give it to the lady. My wife put the 20 pounds in the hands of the lady just last week. She held my wife's hand. She came from Romania. She kissed the hand, kissed the hand, kissed the hand. And then she took medication from her bag, showed it to my wife and said, she's going to buy medicine with the 20 pounds. My wife came and told me, I said, call the woman. Please pick another 30 pounds and give it to her and tell her she should buy the medicine and leave change. From Bogatanga, I have sensitivity. You are in Accra. 
You cannot lack sensitivity. I pray that the plight of the poor will bring your headache. Listen to me. Impacting generations. If you remove sensitivity to the poor, you have no impacting generations because the poor you have with you always. The poor you have. He said, I delivered the poor that cried and the fatherless, the ones that have no fathers. Look at the orphans in our society all over the place. Orphanages are full. And we have houses and homes that are empty and they could have adopted these children. I'm telling you, if the houses we have, we decided to open our doors and bring in fatherless children, there will be no single orphanage in the world. Mayagadose, anybody clapping, may God preserve your children. I said, may God preserve your children. And if you can shout, your children are preserved. for joy by the anointing of God upon your life so we see the man Job was a philanthropist and he was also a social activist that is who he was one of the highest peak of spirituality is philanthropism and social activism your anointing begins to affect people People that cannot help themselves. Widows are singing for joy. Verse number 14. And he said, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe and as a diadem. Now that doesn't mean he became a lawyer. 
but I tell you, this man called Job was not an ordinary person. On Sunday, I will tell you that when the anointing came upon him, the man walked through the city, he got to the gate, he sat in the street in his seat, and at that gate of the city, they conducted business matters and judicial affairs, and Job was one of the people sitting there. I see you sitting in strategic places, and your righteousness and your judgment shall clothe you as a robe and as a diadem. Verse number 14. More. If I was speaking in a tree, in a church, you see, if I was speaking in a church where they understand the tree language, I would say, I was eyes to the blind. That means when the blind said, I can't see, Job said, don't worry, I will see for you. And when the cripple said, I couldn't walk, Job said, don't worry, I will walk for you. In other words, as long as you are alive, a blind man should not be worried, and a crippled man should not be worried, because you will do it for them. I see you in a place where you are telling everybody, relax, what you cannot do, I will do for you. What you can say, I will say for you. What you can have, I will have for you. Where you cannot go, I will do for you. This is what we call making impact. Generational impact is for the vulnerable, is for the handicapped, is for the miserable. Listen, until you can feel another person's pain, you are not a human being. Listen. Listen. My background, my background is a pharmacist. My background is a pharmacist. And I know as a medical person that there is something called transferred pain. Where sometimes you have a pain and the pain is actually somewhere in your back or your stomach. But you can feel it in your head. It's called transferred pain. Ladies and gentlemen, in our world, may somebody's pain become your pain. May somebody's misery become your misery. May you lose sleep because of another person. Look at the king. When they put Daniel in the lion's den, the Bible said the king could not sleep. Look at the number of people around you in the lion's den and you are fast asleep. I was eyes to the blind. I was feet to the lame. Verse number 16. I was a father to the poor. And the cause which I knew not, I searched out. In other words, when issues didn't even concern me, I made it my concern. I made it my concern. That the cause I didn't know, something that had nothing to do with me, I took it personal. But then he's saying, the poor, the fatherless, the widow, the orphan, the downtrodden, the underprivileged, they don't always put themselves in that state. It is some people and some spirits that put them in that state. And those spirits and people are called the wicked. So when you do the social philanthropism and the social activism, it is not always enough. You must go to the root cause of the matter and break the jaws of the wicked so that you can deliver them. Because you see, all
all the poor and all the widows and all the father and the fatherless and so on and so forth there are spiritual causes behind all of them so he said after all this verse number 17 i broke the jaws of the wicked and that is why i told you today bring some anointing oil to the building how many of you brought your anointing oil very soon you are going to anoint your hand David said it is God that teaches my hands to war and teaches my feet my, my fingers to fight so that the bow of steel is broken in my hand I see your hand anointed today in the name of Jesus you are a jaw breaker you are about to break the jaw of the wicked you are about to break the jaw of the wicked Anything that is making the poor poor, any wicked thing that is making the fatherless fatherless, any wicked thing that is making the orphan an orphan, I see you in the spirit, anointed by God. You will break the jaw of the wicked and you will deliver the spoil out of his mouth and out of his teeth. Come on, shout a yes and praise God. God he said, I, I broke. And I looked at the meaning of the word broke. And it means I shattered into pieces. I scattered it. I broke it into pieces. The jaws of the wicked. And I broke. I snatched the spoil out of his teeth. I see someone after today. You are taking the fatherless out of the teeth of the enemy. You are taking them out. And listen, the wickedness There are many kinds of wickedness in our world There is political wickedness Do you know There is something I may even call Ecclesiastical wickedness Ecclesiastical wickedness Is the traditional I don't careism of the church Where in the church We have traditions That make people die And we don't even feel it is ecclesiastical wickedness but I'm seeing an anointed hand tonight yanama eferi korush briagado sibaha any hand that is lifted Abraham said I have lifted up my hands unto God the possessor of heaven and earth You will break the jaw of the wicked and deliver the spoil out of his teeth.